You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy. Oh, sorry. The Crab Shack is hiring. The hottest spot in Newport Beach for summertime work. We're looking to fill all positions. Come join our highly motivated team and help us serve up some of the best food on the pier together this summer. Let's Talk OC, and OC podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Les. And this week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 22, The College Try. Original air date, April 20th, 2006. Written by J.J. Philbin and directed by Tony Warmby. In this episode, graduation is weeks away, and the core four leave Newport to their respective college orientations. <laughs> Ooh, I love this episode. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good one. It was so fun. It was fun. It was nice to see sort of, well, obviously Marissa kind of going back to her old ways a little bit. And it's, yeah, it was a good one. I enjoyed, I love seeing Anna. I know. We referenced um, the Atomic County. Like it was all good, like nostalgic stuff. It, it was kind of needed to just have a little fun with these characters. Mm -hmm. And I think as, you know, like we said, we love Anna and even to see Teresa again, it was really fun. Oh yeah. And her too. Yeah. It was a complete throwback episode. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. But before we get into it, I do want to mention the scoop of the week provided by our ice cream correspondent, Mike Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. This week he chose cookies and cream for two reasons. Back in the ice cream episode where Liz and Aunt picked cookies and cream for Anna because everyone likes it. Mm-hmm. Since she returns in this episode, it was fitting to pick this flavor. Another reason is that cookies and cream was a staple for me as a kid. I wanted to pick a kitty flavor since we see Teresa's kid, which may or may not be Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> also, Seth is acting a little childish lately, so it fits with this just as well. I'd say so. Great choices, Mike. I love how much you pay attention to what we say. I know. Because, you know, it's just great. (laughs) I know. And again, every week I feel it's not that he's just giving us vanilla bean, chocolate. There's true meaning behind it. And I I really appreciate it. Same. Thank you, Mike. And our listeners appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Okay. So let's get into this doozy of an episode. Starts off, it's the morning at the Coens. Seth and Ryan, they have packed their bags. They meet in the kitchen. Seth comments on the size of Ryan's bag because, you know, he's confused because Ryan only wears a wife beater and, like, two hoodies. Two hoodies. (laughs) Uh, They're heading off to their college orientation weekends. Ryan is headed to Berkeley and Seth is headed to Brown, except we all know he didn't actually get into Brown. Yeah, and he also says that him and Ryan, like, concocted a plan. Like, it was Ryan's help to do it, too. (laughs) Right. I mean, his plan is to fly to Brown and to get the college to admit him. It's not a solid plan, and they both realize that. (laughs) But he's like, I'll figure it out on the way. And then Ryan keeps asking, like, are you sure you're not worried about seeing Summer? And he's like, yeah, no, like, it's a big college campus. I 
worked my flights, so there's no way we're going to run into each other at the airport. Like, I'm good. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) Which is so crazy to me because obviously all the kids at Harbor are going to their respective colleges for orientation. So obviously Summer's going to be there. Right. She's going to be there. And there's probably not that much for the prospective students to be doing. Like they're not going to just go to someone's random dorm. Like there's specific things for them to do. So if Seth's going to participate... Chances are Summer is going to be there, too. I just laughed. I'm like, of course Seth would think that he won't run into Summer when he goes to Brown. Right. So Kirsten, she comes into the kitchen. She's really excited, but she's also coming in solo. She's going to bring the boys to the airport because Sandy is off at an early morning meeting. Yeah. She's not happy about this. Clearly. No. And and Seth is also surprised because, like he says, his dad loves an airport drop-off and this is a big deal that the kids are going away this weekend and the fact that he's not present I think everybody realizes it yeah so they arrive at the airport Seth says goodbye he goes one way to his gate and then Ryan and Kirsten they start walking walking towards his and he says how nervous he is yeah and she reassures him she's like listen you did this you earned your future Everything's going to be great. And she gives him a hug and sends him off. Yeah, and he was saying how, like, the Coens and his life in Newport is kind of like his new safety blanket. And he doesn't really know how to, like, be in the real world, I guess. Yeah. So sweet because he came from Chino then had to, like, adapt to this different lifestyle. And now he's adapted to that, even though towards the end of the episode, he kind of says that he still truly doesn't feel like he belongs. But then he now he has to adapt to college life. So it's it's good. Like, this is what we go through as teenagers. It's growth. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So as Kirsten sends Ryan off, she notices Teresa greeting a young woman who is holding a young child and then she sees Teresa go for the child and pick her up as a mother would yeah I honestly thought this happened in like season four (laughs) I also it's amazing what we remember because I could have sworn this child had blonde hair right and he doesn't no like dirty it's like a it's a it's brunette but Like with, with a slight maybe red tint to it, but no, not not like very clearly blonde. No, I don't know what. So <laughs> I was watching the couple of times I've seen this season, and I even was talking to Aunt about it. I'm like, I don't. I think I've seen this season. Well, it's probably embarrassing the fact that I the way I remember it because maybe three times, which it's like, wow, Michelle, you can't remember this young child that you're so passionately thinking it's Ryan's baby the whole time. Yeah, well, on on After Dark, you're like, I'm so, my brain has just fixated on the fact that I assume this was Ryan's child. And so maybe in your brain, it just like (laughs) warped things like, oh, it's Ryan's child. He must have blonde hair. (laughs) Right. And I even wrote in my notes, I was like, I cannot believe the color of this child's hair and a giant LOL. Because wow, Michelle, truly... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I did not think this happened so soon. Not that it's so soon because we're at the end of season three, but yeah. I thought this honestly happened towards the end of season four. It's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. 
I was like, oh my God, this is happening? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> so since every student in Harbor is headed to their respective college, like we said, we see Summer and Marissa packing and getting ready for their weekend. And I love this scene because they're together and Summer's debating on what to bring. She's unsure about packing this sparkly scarf of hers. <laughs> and Marissa just reassures her to dress like herself and everyone's going to love you for who you are. And Summer just can't get over the fact that this is all wrong. How I'm going to Brown without Cohen and you're going to Berkeley without Ryan. And Marissa's like, well, no, I'm going with Ryan, just not with, with Ryan. Him. Yeah. And then she also says that she's ending things with Volchuk because it's time that she finally woke up. And she needs to end it. And before they head to the airport, she's going to stop by his place to grab her things. Yeah, I remember her saying something like, I'm focusing on the future, which I was surprised to hear because, I mean, last episode, she did have like, she like woke up, I guess. And so I'm glad to see the pattern continue. Yeah. For the, well, at least the top part of this episode. So I was like, oh, okay, Marissa, she wants to grow up. It's so great. I know. And the fact that she even has things at Volchuk's, like, what could be there? Right? Like, what could be there? But then Summer's worried that if she goes there, it's that's it. Oh, yeah. Well, she says there's going to be a dirty mattress on the floor bound to have makeup sex. Yeah. So she reassures her that they'll they'll meet at the diner. Don't worry right. about it. So they head downstairs, Neil and Julie, they're having breakfast, and they see their girls off. Julie, she offers her that she can go with Marissa, she can act as her guide and be there as her friend. And she's like, no, mom, like, trust me, I could do this on my own. I really do want something different for my life. And she hugs her mom goodbye, and she also hugs Neil. Yeah, who's with- like, what? Yeah, happening. <laughs> which totally throws Julie and Neil through a loop. They can't believe it, but they're also super happy. And you could tell Neil, he's just like, okay, good. Like Marissa's yeah. finally becoming, you know, around. So Julie, they sit down, Julie and Neil, they're eating breakfast. And Julie's trying to make plans with Neil for the weekend, but he has a hospital dinner and it's kind of like a retirement party. <laughs> and Julie says... Thank God for Netflix. And I'm like, 14 years later, this is still so relevant. So relevant. So good. But Julie's hesitant about the party because that crowd and they don't, they're not like the hugest fan of hers. But he suggests that she invites Sandy and Kirsten so she could have friends and it'd be good for Sandy for the hospital. Which is smart. It is smart. It makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. So we head to Berkeley and Ryan meets his freshman buddy, who's Wes, which like Wes, Wes, which I'm like, we just met a Wes on Gossip Girl. I know our worlds just consistently continue to col- like collide. <laughs> yeah. And Wes is also Psycho Derek from One Tree. Psycho Derek. Yeah. <laughs> which I can never get out of my mind. And this whole episode, I'm like, he's going to do something bad. He's right. Gonna Me do too. Something I'm bad. like, I'm scared for Marissa. <laughs> He doesn't. Spoiler, he's fine. Yeah. But Wes is asking Ryan all these questions like, oh, you went to Harbor, so you must be from Newport. Did you play water polo? And Ryan shuts it down real quick. And he's like, no, actually, I'm from Chino. Mm -hmm. And Wes is like, you don't have to worry about anything. There's no molds here. My roommates are from all over. You're going to do just fine. 
Yeah. I love when the water polo stuff, it reminded me of Luke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, imagine if Luke went to Berkeley. He would fi- fit right in. I know. I think that would be a good fit for him. I wish they did that. Right? I wish they just told us where Luke was going to school. Maybe he, so he knew. Maybe he just stayed in Portland. Maybe. And did something up there. Uh, before Marissa arrives at Berkeley, she does meet Volchuk at the diner. And he doesn't have her stuff. He just wants an explanation of, yeah. like, why Which, all of a sudden? What? <laughs> yeah, so she explains that her and him have nothing in common. And he's like, yeah, you have money and I don't. And then she starts going into this story about how when she was younger, she <laughs> loved the sound of music. She loved Lee Soul. She wanted to grow up to be her. And then she found herself grown up and doing coke and dating a person she never had a real conversation with. I, I agree. But also, he was trying to get to know her. She wouldn't allow that. And I was like, do you... Does Volchuk, I don't know why I keep harping on this, but like, does not Volchuk not know that his grimy ass friends tried to like date rape Heather? This like doesn't I sit think well he with knows, me that he just either he's care. okay that they did that. I, I feel like Marissa should have like brought it to his attention for the audience because also that was like a big wake up call that like they did have conversations and he was trying to get to know her. And also, I think it doesn't sit well with me that she didn't tell him, at least for the audience to see, what his grimy-ass friends were doing to Heather. Like, that was what completely woke her up, I feel, from this, like, other life that she had. She's like, oh, shit, I don't want to be a part of this. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I understand that the, the concept, they come from two different worlds, but, like, that's what you wanted, I don't know. I Not that I felt bad for Volchuk. I definitely don't think he handled it well. Um, but, like, now he's confused about the two different worlds thing, even though in the beginning she told him it was a two different worlds thing. I don't know. I was super conflicted here. No, I absolutely agree with you, and I felt that not that Marissa's reasoning has no validity behind right. it, but I felt that it wasn't the best answer to give. Same. She could have compared it to anything else. Liesel and whatever his name is, like, that was not... (laughs) I get it. I loved The Sound of Music too growing up, but, I mean, is it that (laughs) romantic love story? I don't think so, but I mean, she even says it sounds cheesy. She's just not ready to give up on the whole Sound of Music thing. Yeah. (laughs) And which Volchuk is like, okay, good luck with that. Yeah, like, it does sound cheesy. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, back at Berkeley, Ryan is bonding with Wes and this other guy named Miguel. They're in the cafeteria. They're having lunch. They're talking about their past and fathers in jail, which is really funny. Uh, Wes spots who he thinks is quite amazing, and it turns out to be Marissa. Yeah, I laughed, actually. Yeah, me too. Of course it's Marissa. (laughs) Right, of course. And so Marissa makes her way over because obviously she sees Ryan at the table And he's like, you two know each other? And Marissa goes, yeah, we were in the same class. Same class. And it's really funny to me because obviously it's like, oh, wait, it's so much more than that. And obviously Wes and Miguel know it's so much more than that. 
But Marissa's all alone because her freshman buddy is a vegan and she's boycotting the cafeteria. <laughs> Which I'm like, so she never eats? How does this right. work? Right. <laughs> so she ends up walking away. She sits by herself. And the boys, like we said, know there's a story here. And Ryan tells them that they dated for two years on and off. And Wes keeps eyeing her. And Ryan's like, dude, it's fine. You can go talk to her. He's like, no, like... You're my buddy. She's your ex. There's rules. And he's like, no, truly, it's fine. So Wes goes over. I know. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, hey, listen, they've been through multiple people at this point. So it's fine. Yeah. I almost wish Ryan wasn't so forceful. He was like, no, do it. Go. Like, go talk to her. I'm like, let it happen naturally. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he felt that Wes just wasn't getting the picture. I mean, he just met Wes, like, what, two hours ago? Yeah, so later that evening, Marissa and Wes, they're at a party, and Ryan isn't there yet because he wanted a tour of the architecture building, which isn't Wes's forte. Mm -hmm. So they discuss Ryan, and they discuss what Wes is studying, and then Marissa, she says to Wes that he reminds her of of her father. Yeah, Another throwback. I know. Jimmy, what's up, my man? And only the good parts. So that's good. Which I thought was nice. Yeah. Well, I would hope she wouldn't insult this guy. Well, of course. Yeah. (laughs) So Ryan comes in and him and Marissa, they kind of have this like awkward conversation, which turns out okay. And she's like, I don't really know the rules between us. And they say like, we're willing to try the friendship here at Berkeley. Yeah. Which I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Like, they were talking about how Newport, it's awkward, but we're on to the new, the next step, and they should be friends. Right. Great. Like, things can be different here. She makes a joke about him doing musicals, which is another throwback. <laughs> and then she says, I want to hear about your architecture tour. And he lights up. I mean, he's, like, grinning ear to ear <laughs> about this, which I loved that, too. Mm-hmm. So while he's at the party, he calls Sandy and Kirsten to check in at home. And earlier in the day, Julie, she showed up to Kirsten's to ask her or pretty much tell her that she's going to dinner with uh, her and Neil. Sandy has to come to for the hospital party. And she insults Kirsten by saying, all you ever do is sit in this house and drink tea, which (laughs) is funny and Kirsten's like listen Sandy and I are we're going through a rough patch I'm not a huge fan of this hospital project but Julie's like I need you can you please do this for me we could just hang out and gossip I just need you there for me yeah and originally Kirsten's like no I can't yeah she was pretty <laughs> like, persistent what's her about excuse, it but well, she just really doesn't want to do. She just doesn't want to go, she's and n- we see why. <laughs> yeah, and she's just she's like really upset about this whole hospital project thing. But after the airport, Kirsten she shows up at the Newport Group. She runs into Sandy's office, and Sandy's like, "Oh, hey, I'm about to get lunch." And she's like, "Listen, I saw Teresa at the airport. She was holding a young child." He looked about two years old. And Sandy's mm-hmm. like, are you sure? And she's like, the way she was holding him, that's the way a mother would hold her own child. So Sandy is like, all right, well, let's not tell Ryan. We should keep this to ourselves. 
if we're going to tell him, we'll wait till he comes home. Right. Wait for the weekend to end. Ugh. So while Ryan, he's at the party, he calls to check in. Sandy picks up. He's so happy to hear from him. He's like, how's my old stomping grounds? But of course, Sandy gets a phone call on his cell phone, a work thing. So he gives, yeah, of course. So he gives the phone to Kirsten and Kirsten's like, how's it going? And Ryan says that college is kind of amazing. And Mm. he's having such a great time. And Kirsten, she obviously is happy, but he can hear that something's wrong in her voice. Right. And he keeps pressing, like, you don't sound fine. What's going on? And so then she tells him about seeing Teresa at the airport with a child. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't, I almost forgot about this for a second because Kirsten's been so upset about what's going on with her and Sandy that honestly, I was like, oh, Ryan's just becoming aware of the fact that she's upset. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that too. Like, ugh. <laughs> no. It just like annoyed me because Ryan literally said to you, college is amazing. Mm-hmm. And instead of faking it, instead of being like, or just keeping it to yourself, you tell him about Teresa. It's right. like not the right time, Kirsten. Right. Like, you know, your own kid and now he's going to come home. <laughs> I just, it just felt it was not good. She could have said anything like, oh, Sandy, the hospital thing is stressing Sandy out, which is stressing yeah. me out. Like anything. Right. Right. But to ruin his college first experience. Right. Yeah, I agree. It pissed me off. But anyway, next morning, Marissa, she sees Wes. He's carrying solo cups and a cooler for the next night's party. And he mentions how Ryan went home and that it sounded important. So, of course, Marissa, she's like, oh, shit, does that mean I should call? Should I not call? I'm not really sure how to treat all of this. And he's like, eh, you know, I would just leave it. If he wants to tell you, he will tell you. He seemed very private about it. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I guess I won't. (laughs) Yeah, and then he invites her to the party and she's like oh yeah I could blow off my freshman barbecue thing that she has so she goes to the party her and Wes they talk about college and he tells her how this is his second time at freshman year he couldn't handle it he had a really bad GPA he partied too much and he had to go home for a few months and try to figure out what he really wanted and Marissa she is I think at this point can finally open up about this and then finally realize like I kind of feel the same way because yeah. he kind of calls on her act like she's all about college and he's like she can't believe that he's believing her for acting the way she is. Yeah. And she explains how college used to be the thing she wanted. She had straight A's and everything was going great and then her dad lost the money, the pony lost the hair. Her mom lost her mind, and she got out of school, and her friend died. Right. A lot of shit. Yeah, a lot of shit. And so she says how she stopped being the girl who didn't belong in college or anywhere, and he's like, no, people find a way. There's always a place for someone. And she goes, no, maybe some people just get lost. Right, and, like, stay lost. Yeah. 
sad. Oh, it was really sad. I mean, I'm glad she had this conversation. It was kind of like a wake up call and a realization. Mm -hmm. But also, I wanted, I didn't want it to be like, no, you can do this, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. So over at Brown, Seth first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's what a shit show. Uh, What a shit show. (laughs) He arrives at Brown, he's chilling in the quad. He's touching Ivy because it grows natural there. <laughs> and him and Ryan, they talk on the phone and they catch each other up about how they're doing. And Ryan jokes about the fact that, like, wow, you're really trying not to see summer, yet you're chilling in the open quad. And yeah, then, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And then as they're talking, Seth hears Cohen and Ryan's like, who is that? And Seth's like, I'm totally afraid to turn around. And it turns out that it's Anna. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh. It warmed my heart so much. I love her so much. It was just so good to see her. The two of them, they catch up. She mentions how proud she is of when the Atomic County came out. And then she shows him the V cast, which is the, uh, you know, comic in on web, like a web series that was made of it. So cool. She opens up her flip phone, which this actually does exist. We talked about this last season. Right, and I yeah. have a whole series that you can buy <laughs> on iTunes. But I like that he filled her in of, oh, yeah, that didn't actually work out. I gave up the comic book to Zach Stevens for summer. Right. And then she's so, like, oh, how is summer? How are you guys? <laughs> yeah. And he kind of like... Beats around the bush. And then she says, I feel like it's fate bumping into each other here. And then he tells her, like, well, I'm actually here because I didn't get in and I'm trying to get in. Right. Like, he tells her the truth about that. But then when she asks about summer, he's like, "Mm, we're good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because it's it's another summer mission. Yep. I mean, the big... I mean, yes, getting into college is a big deal, but the overall big mission is getting Summer back. Right. And the only way he thinks he can do that is to go to Brown. But it's like, you should have thought about that before. Right. (laughs) So she mentions that there is a party with the administrators, and maybe it's a good idea if he attends. So they end up going to the party. They see Dr. Overby. Seth doesn't have a plan. He's like, we're both dudes. We're pretty much the same. I'm just going to wing our conversation, which is pretty much what he does. He is definitely annoying Dr. Overby, but yeah. he he convinces him to meet him, and they're going to meet tomorrow at 5 p.m. Yeah, he's like, I only have five minutes, so make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, give me your best shot. Uh, but it turns out, what small world, Summer is also at this party, mm-hmm. and she sees Seth she approaches him and she's like what are you doing here and he's like Providence in spring you can't beat it which I'm like I want to smack you Seth so much and then she sees Anna and instead of saying anything he's like you're probably just really confused right now yeah say anything (laughs) right and not only that but this is the first time Anna's seeing Summer Right. And she thinks they're together. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So Seth now has to explain to Anna and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that this was a summer mission. And she's like, oh, my God, I should have known. She's like, all right, stop wallowing. We're going to figure out a plan to help you. 
I'm a sucker for your patheticness. And she yes. gives him, yeah, she gives him a list of campus activities and there's a walking tour tomorrow. So maybe you can go on that and that's where you can explain to Summer. And he's so happy she's there. And he's like, what did I do without you for the last two years? She's like, I don't know, honestly. Like, I how know. did you survive? I just love, I love that little uh, scene with them, though. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah, what did we do without you for the last two years? Anna, we miss I know. you. I really love her character. And I wish that she was like a regular. <laughs> I know. Me too. I totally agree with you. And I know... We have some people in our for our questions and comments that wrote in about that as well. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Yeah. So the next morning, Seth is getting ready to go on his walking tour. And Anna's like, listen, just tell her the truth. That's all you got to do. Just tell her the truth. Remember the plan. So Seth tries to join the walking tour. And the guy who's leading it, he's like, you need a name tag. So he grabs a name tag that says Kumar. Which is really funny. And he's like, your name's Kumar? And Seth's like, yeah, I'm half Indian and half Jewish. I'm a Hindu. I'm a Hindu. (laughs) So he's trying to talk to Summer on this tour. And it's really distracting because they're in the front of the line. And Seth's whispering. Yeah, it's so rude. It's it's not even like he's trying to be quiet. He's just like talking loud. It's just like insane i'm like dude just you're in the front of the line yeah so he tries to start explaining to summer like this is what happened this is what's going on. but he's actually not if he just like started off with saying what actually happened he's kind of like beating around the bush a little bit yeah definitely beating around the bush yeah and he's like you can't ignore me forever and she's like watch me and he and she says good things like you broke up with me to date smart women you ruined my high school I'm not going to let you ruin college for me. Yeah. And she's like, bye. I don't want to hear anything else from you. And that was it. That's all you got, Cohen. (laughs) Yeah. So Seth, he goes to meet with Dr. Overby and he explains how there must be human error of the reason I didn't get in. And Dr. Overby's like, wait a minute. I thought you were already attending this college. I didn't realize you didn't get in and now you're wasting my time. Mm -hmm. And so Seth is like spiraling. He's like, will you please just listen to me? And he's like, fine, you have one minute. And he starts talking about his SAT score and how he was part of the chess team and the comic book club. And he makes a joke about East Coast weather and this is where you belong. And then he's like, you, Dr. Overby's like, you wasted my time. Thank you very much. And then Seth tries the girl card of like, listen, I'm trying to get in here because of a girl. Yeah, and you almost think he caves, like, for almost. one second. And, I mean, Dr. Overby says, like, I get it. I totally get what you're saying. But at this school, we stand by our first commitments. And you're shit out of luck. You're going to have to do this yourself. Right. Oh, well, I did not feel the least bit upset or have any remorse for him. <laughs> oh, me neither. I had not, no feelings for Seth yeah. in this episode. I mean, I laughed at his funny lines and I liked him and Anna together, but I don't feel bad for him. Same. At all. So Ryan calls Seth and they catch up some more. Seth is like, I'm on the next flight home. But when his cab arrives, Anna is in there. She has his Atomic County 
comic book, which her mother FedExed to her, which I'm like, so sweet, Anna's mom. And she's like, I have an appointment for you at RISD. And if you get in, you'll be in the same state as Summer. And he's like, there's no way this is going to work. And she's like, Cohen, confidence. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I I love it. Oh, my God, I love so much. Okay. Calm down, Michelle. (laughs) Calm down, Michelle. No, I loved it, too. Yeah. So back at home, as we know, Ryan is not going to stay in Berkeley with this Teresa news. He heads back, and he tells Kirsten that, you know, things were finally going pretty well for me. I kind of expected that something was going to shake things up, which is super sad for Ryan to feel that way. That is sad. You know what I mean? Like, and... To say that to Kirsten, too, I mean, I get that Kirsten couldn't keep this news from him forever, but you could have waited. Right. You could have waited until he got home, like Sandy asked her to do. Yeah. 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 So, Kirsten, she ended up doing some research on the internet, which made me laugh, and (laughs) she found Teresa's address and says, no matter what happens, we're with you. Right. So, before... Ryan heads out. He sees Sandy, and Sandy's surprised that he's home early. And Ryan fills him in. And so Sandy is really pissed off at Kirsten for this. And he's like, you know Ryan better than that. You knew he was going to come home. And then Kirsten throws back of, like, you weren't there because you had to take a call. And being family is important. And it's just, like, this awful tension that is building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you weren't there to help me in this, so I made my own decision. Yeah. Like, in, despite you. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So Ryan heads to see Teresa, and when he gets to her apartment, the nanny is there, and she's like, no, Teresa's not home right now, but this is Daniel, and he meets the baby, the child. The baby, yeah, who he could potentially be his son. Yeah. So after looking at him, like now we have a close up of him and now I have a, a more fresh image. What do you think? Uh, so hard to say. I mean, they named him Daniel. Yeah. Could go either way, I think. I know. Um, as far as like culture, but I, I don't know. I truly don't. I know the same. I feel. <laughs> I feel like this like, is Like, I totally... want to believe her, but she's, you know, burned me in the past, so it's mm, hard. Good, good point. I would love for it to have been secretly Ryan's child. I mean, on After Dark, we do talk about this a lot, but I would have liked it if Teresa still was holding the secret that it was Ryan's, but letting him live his life. I think I would have been okay with that, too. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, she ends up leaving Berkeley early. And she heads to Ryan's to visit him, to check in on him. And they both comment about how they both left early. And they talk about college. And then Ryan tells Marissa about Teresa. And Marissa's face is like, oh, shit. Yeah, she's like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, and then she goes, what makes you think you're the father and not Eddie? Which is like, yeah, no shit. Like, Marissa's always coming through with like, yeah, don't assume. Right. Why would you think that? 
And he's like, well, I don't know. I have to talk to Teresa. And they both exchanged feelings about how they they both felt like different people while being away at Berkeley. But the difference is that Ryan actually, it felt right for him. And for Marissa, it didn't. Right. And Ryan does say, like, I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so, of course, this Teresa situation has to happen when I am feeling happy. Like, he almost feels like he doesn't deserve to be happy, which is so sad. And I feel like Marissa feels that in a sense, too, but, like, uh, in a different way. I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I feel like they both think that tragedy just, like, comes with them. Yeah. And, like, they can't escape it. But Ryan is like doing everything he possibly can to, but it still kind of follows him. But then Teresa says it's not his baby. So, you know. Right. You're doing okay, Ryan. Right. And I like the scene with Marissa and Ryan too, because she says, if Berkeley felt right, no matter what happens, you'll end up back there. Yeah. Which was really sweet for her to say to him. And I think that Ryan is ready to go away to college marissa kind of needs a gap year yeah she needs to take a year off and like figure it out so marissa she's home and she talks to summer on the phone because summer's heading home and she's like wait a minute so seth is going to brown and dating anna yeah I love and that. yeah and she's like did he explain himself don't assume anything until you hear what he has to mm-hmm. say which i'm like thank you marissa thank you marissa and then summer does say like yeah you're right i didn't I just jumped to conclusions that they were dating and that he was going to Brown. Like, I never never gave him the opportunity to explain it to me. So she knows, too. She does. And she, you know, she admits that, you know, when her rage gets in, it's, it takes over. So she can't yeah. allow him to speak up. And then she asked how Berkeley was. And Summer, I mean, Marissa's a little hesitant about it. And she's like, I believe in you, Coop. Which was yeah. really sweet. So after she hangs up with Marissa, Summer gets to the airport, and we see Seth is there with Anna. They're arm in arm. They're talking about the interview. It turns out it went very well, and they hug goodbye. They say, see you later, but from a distance, Summer sees this. So, of course, now she's assuming. Yep. Yeah. So to wrap up this episode, we have the hospital retirement dinner. Uh, At this dinner, yeah, it's so freaking awkward. It's also very close-knit. I felt very claustrophobic. I thought that was, I assumed it to be much more many people, and it was like a very small dinner. Yeah, it's it's like when they arrived, it seemed like it would be more spread out, but when they sat down, they seemed very crammed Mm -hmm. together. But Sandy makes a speech. He thanks Neil. He discusses the new hospital. Then he introduces Kirsten in a very kind of charming way. Like, behind every great man is a woman. Uh And he proposes a toast. And Neil, he whispers to Kirsten of, how do you think Sandy is doing? (laughs) So Kirsten gets up. She proposes a toast and says to Sandy Cohen, who told me countless times how important this hospital is to him. Julie, she whispers over to Neil, ouch. Yeah, she's like, oh, burn. (laughs) (laughs) and then she says they say when you grow up you marry your father i thought i escaped that yeah and then everyone's whispering like oh my god what why do you think sandy 
I mean, I understand why he made a speech, but also I felt like it was super random for him to make a speech. It's not even his own dinner. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way, too. I'm like, wait, why is Sandy talking? Maybe Neil should talk and then say, like, hey, you guys have met Sandy. He's also putting, you know, this hospital plan together. But I don't know. It was just I thought it was weird. But I was like, yes, Kirsten for clapping back. Maybe it's it's almost like Sandy is in this way becoming like Caleb and has to be so showy mm-hmm. and has yeah. to be this like alpha of let me make this speech. Let me make this presence. Let me charm these people. Right, right. It's the total yeah. opposite of what he and who he is. So Kirsten, after she makes her toast, she leaves the table. She grabs a glass of wine. She heads out the door and she drinks it. No. I know. I wrote no in my notes I and was capital so letters. Sad. I actually forgot this happened. Yeah, like I always thought she was in the clear. Same. I never, I didn't remember this. But I mean, it's, you could assume it to happen. Happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, I was really sad and disappointed. Uh, So Marissa, she stops by Volchuk's to get her things. He's passed out. She has a key. She was like, wow. Yeah, right. Uh, So she walks in. She goes to grab her box. And as she's lifting her box, she notices a sound of music DVD box next to his ashtray. Huh. Yeah. So interesting. So interesting. Like, he's trying to understand her and mm-hmm. see, like, what makes her. Because obviously, this very pivotal moment in The Sound of Music was something that was life changing for her. So, I guess in order for him to understand the situation and why she had to give him up, I guess he needs to know. But it's, it's pretty. I can't. I was surprised to see it. I was like, wow, Volchuk, you have a heart. Right? I know. And so Marissa sees this, and she's obviously touched by it, and she gets into bed with him, lays down, and she's about to cuddle him. Yeah, but he, like, doesn't wake up? No, no. It's weird. She's, like, stroking his arm, and I'm, like, imagining she's about to be Big Spoon. Yeah. I'm imagining that's what happened next. But I was like, wow, I totally forgot about this whole Sound of Music full chuck thing. Yeah, this is, I just thought that this was such an interesting scene. Like, she's she goes there to get her stuff. She sees it. I understand, like, oh, wow, that's really sweet and meaningful. But I don't know if I just go lay in his bed after that. I mean, especially after having the college experience that didn't go the way she felt it would. And then seeing, like, wow, this guy who I blew off, maybe he is different. Maybe this could work. Right. Yeah. Um, the last scene we have, Ryan, he's out by the pool. Teresa comes by and they speak about Daniel and she assures him that he's not yours, Ryan. Eddie's the father. We had a paternity test. And the reason I lied for lied to you the first time is because I saw how good you had it here. You finally had a chance at a good life. I didn't want that ruined for you. 
And I'm sorry I wasn't honest with you. And then they decide that they're going to catch up and get a meal together. Yeah. And Ryan even admits to it, like, you know, I would just come and help you even if it wasn't mine. And she's like, that's what I didn't want. I didn't want you to have to do that because you have something good going here and I'm fine. Like I, I made it work. She's like a hotel manager or something. Right. Mm Yeah. So she's doing okay. She can, she can afford to pay the nanny. We're good. It's funny though. Cause after watching that scene, I'm like, I mean, maybe Ryan's not the father. Right. (laughs) I'm just like, Michelle, what the fuck is wrong with you? Watching this through new eyes of, you know, this podcast eyes, I guess I should say. I'm like, right, I yeah. don't know. Maybe Teresa's right. <laughs> Maybe she is. But then they say they'll catch up. So it's like, are you to assume that Teresa's going to be coming around more? Right. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm. But that is where the episode ends. So let's take a short break and then we'll come back with all our segments, questions, and comments. Cool. There are so many interesting facts about May 26th. It's National Paper Airplane Day in the U.S. It's National Sorry Day in Australia. And it's also our network's fourth anniversary on Patreon. You have heard us talk about our little home on the internet that is our Patreon. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform in which you can support your favorite artists. We are so grateful for ours because it allows us to continue to produce our podcasts. Now is your chance to join our Patreon family. For the month of May, new members can receive over 35% off our IT3 Podcast Network subscription. That's right. For only $4.99, you will be able to experience all of the bonus content you're currently missing out on. Some of those perks include the ability to listen to our episodes a day early, ad-free, group hangs via Zoom, and our Thursday night Gossip Girl Netflix parties. Guys, these are so much fun. It has made Thursday the best day of the week. You'll have access to our Patreon-exclusive podcasts, such as RiverPod, a Riverdale podcast, and Liss's new Roswell-inspired podcast, Crashing Down with Liss. In addition to all of this, we think you'll truly enjoy getting to know everyone and form some pretty cool friendships. This is a limited-time offer, and we would love to have you to become part of our fam. Whether you choose to join or not, we still love each and every one of our listeners and appreciate all the support throughout the years. Welcome back from break. We're going to go into our questions and comments. We're going to start off with our girl, Letitia underscore Dominique, our Tish tea. Hey ladies, I really do love being your trivia correspondent. I checked oh, we out. love it too. I know, Tish. Thank you so much. You've been with us for so long and we love you for it. I checked out Phantom Planet's new music and really enjoyed the four songs that are out there already. The full album is being released on June 19th. Oh, nice. Matt Barr guest stars as Wes Seyfried in this episode as you know, he also had a recurring role in season four of One Tree Hill as Psycho Derek. He's been in a lot of teen stuff, Yeah, I feel. There was an increase in views from just over four million last week back to over five million this week. Most of the university stuff was filmed in Westwood neighborhood and near the UCLA campus. Cool. 
Did you guys go on a college tour before attending your college? I'll start there. Um, no. <laughs> I I toured sort Suffolk of? and then I toured NYIT, but nothing like, you know, this. Yeah, it was like one-on-one with my mom, mm-hmm. getting to know the campus. Like there was no really any activities. Actually, when I transferred to St. Joe's, there was like a transfer student type of like seminar thing. So I got to like go go to that alone and meet some people, but not really like to this extent, but no, you know. Yeah. When I was in grade 11, my high school had a trip for grade 12s and 11s where you could check out potential schools in another city and I went on that trip. That's I great. initially that is so cool. I initially thought I was going to get the same school that my older sister went to, but I ended up falling in love with the school that I eventually graduated from on that trip. Oh. Did Seth really think they were going to change their mind about him getting into university? Sadly, <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> I know, right? And then she continues with, it's Ryan's baby. I don't care what anyone says. It's 100% Ryan's baby. <laughs> I mean, let's take a poll. I, we should do a poll, We should right? take a poll because at this point, I'm like, okay, yes, she says it's not his, not Ryan's. But now right. all these people, we choose not to believe it. It's like we need Maury. Right. We need Maury. Get that paternity <laughs> test. Show me the results. I need to see the results. Yeah. No, we'll, we could definitely do a poll because I think yeah. like a lot of people want to weigh in on this. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get it now why Ant likes Volchuk. He had to mm. care at least a little bit about Marissa. Otherwise, he wouldn't have rented The Sound of Music. Right. Did you think Kirsten should have waited till Ryan came back to tell him about the baby? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we kind of discussed it before, but she could have just said, look, Sandy and I are not in a good place right now. I'll tell you about it when you get back and then tell him about it when he got back. Agreed. I mean, this... Out of everything in this episode, this fired me up the most. Yeah, right. I was actually really pissed off at Kirsten. Yeah. Uh, And then she goes, did you know Jimmy was a poli-sci major before this? I don't think so. Did we? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but it's good to find out now. Yeah, because Seth, I mean, Wes, Seth, Wes says he's a poli-sci major, and that's what Mm -hmm. Marissa makes him her think about her dad right I mean I guess it kind of makes sense like he went into finances sort of yeah (laughs) whatever he did yeah whatever he's bad at he's bad with money that's just yeah (laughs) really just we associate Jimmy just being bad with money we don't even know what he does right uh thank you Tish thank you so much thanks Tish Kelsey Nick Burke on Instagram Hey, hope everyone's having a good week. I like this episode because it's fun to get to the core four out of Newport and into some new settings. Mm -hmm. First of all, Psycho Derek needs to stay away from my OC babies. (laughs) I don't care if he's a completely different character, (laughs) which is so true because, like I said, I felt the same way and you felt the same way, Liz. Right. Uh, I died when Julie told Marissa she could be part of her entourage or her Scientology guide. (laughs) <laughs> that went over my head last time I watched this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 
Yeah, me too. I'm sure too. Uh, there were a lot of really sad moments in this episode. After Kirsten tells Ryan about the baby and he just like lowers the phone and looks back at the campus party like, I almost got to have this. I almost had it. I mm-hmm. almost had it. This made me tear up a little bit. Then Marissa had to go and finish the job with, at some point, I just stopped being the girl who belonged to college or anywhere for that matter. I went through a similar crazy spiral in high school and early college, and I really feel for Marissa in these episodes. I even had a less hot version of Volchuk, LOL. (laughs) I wish I could tell Marissa that therapy and meds do wonders. I've never... Seen a person who needed someone to talk to so badly. Yeah. They really, all of these kids need to. (laughs) They do. I can't even talk about Seth. Only he would believe he could talk himself into Brown in a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's lacking in confidence as much as Anna thinks. And finally, Kirsten and Sandy. First of all, I hate watching Sandy Cohen work a room almost as much as Kirsten does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. It looked so wrong, and I missed season one, Sandy. Yeah, same. Kirsten owned the shit out of him at dinner, and he deserved it, but then when she ran out, and he didn't follow her? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, and then she drank, and he didn't even know because he's still at his stupid hospital dinner. Right, he could have just ran after her, and maybe she she wouldn't have drank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what do you guys think about the baby thing? You can't convince me that's not Ryan's kid. I'm with Michelle. <laughs> now okay, so like, you now got two. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm on the fence for myself. Right? I don't even know how I'm going to vote in our own poll list. Same. <laughs> the first time I watched this, I thought he was Ryan's. The whole time, I still do. If he was Eddie's, he would have come out with a fully formed goatee. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your hair kid. I know. I can't believe how close we are getting to the finale. Have a great week. Thank you, Same. Kelsey. Thank you. You too. It was wonderful commentary. <sighs> so good. Okay. At Kaylee Waters. Hi guys. The frustration with Seth continues. Mm-hmm. Tell Summer the truth already. Also, I'm not familiar with the US college system, but Seth really thought he could talk his way into Brown. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that that's not a thing. So. No, and I feel like they do that a lot on TV shows or, like, that I have seen in the past. And a lot of times I think it does work out for them. So it's just very unrealistic. I actually would love to know if anybody listening talked their way into college, please write to right. us. Yes. I'm just curious. It's like in Clueless. Remember when Cher, she argued her way, her grades... <laughs> yep. I've never I I've I'd never tried that. No, I would never try that. Maybe because I don't have the com I didn't have the confidence to, but in the same vein, if you were ever in high school and you argued your way like Cher Horowitz to get from like a C to an A, please let That's me know. That's a lot. C to an I A know. is a lot. <laughs> I know. And I love when her dad's like, Where's your report card, Cher? And she's like, We're still working on it. Yeah, and he's like, you argued your way? Like, the same. this is the same semester's report card? She's like, yep. I love Sherry. Okay. Uh, yay, Anna is back. Thoughts on the long hair? I miss the pixie cut. Okay, these are bad extensions, right? That's what they look like, but 
like why do like I I get it for like the 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 time has passed, but I don't know. Maybe it was just something that like Samir chose to do in her like personal life. I don't know. It just didn't blend nicely at this. But point. they no, I agree with you. I love the pixie cut, and I think the long hair is fine. But I to me, it just like they look like extensions. Yeah, it didn't. She has like a had the pixie cut what looks like on top and so that was like a layer and then they didn't really layer the rest of it right so it just didn't look like it blended so yeah that was unfortunate (laughs) agreed i forgot how far we are from season one sandy this season kiki making that toast at the hospital benefit damn girl so sad the whole thing ended with her and a glass of wine though yeah hi relapse oh and not forgetting we find out Ryan was not the baby daddy. <laughs> Stay <laughs> safe, ladies. Thank you, Thank Kaylee. You. Uh, Del underscore Vasto, our ice cream correspondent. Uh, he wants to just reassure both of us that he does enjoy being dubbed the ice cream correspondent. We're glad. The only problem is that I have so many tubs of ice cream in my freezer, but that's a good problem to have. Oh, my God. I wish I had that problem. (laughs) Same. I don't even have any ice cream in my freezer. Same. Do you think Kirsten should have told Ryan on the phone or waited till he got home or not have told him at all? Well, no, I think she should have told him, but just not then. Agreed. I don't, I think it would have been pretty bad if she kept that to herself. Yeah. Is it just me or does Teresa's nanny look a little like Taylor when you first see her at the airport? Oh, I didn't really notice. I didn't really think of Taylor, but that's (laughs) cool, Mike. (laughs) We all see things differently. (laughs) Right. Blonde hair, brown hair, you know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Kirsten's speech at dinner was excellent. Sandy has been too busy to talk with her on their own at home, so when she had the opportunity to have him listen to her, she took it. Mm -hmm. Her drinking the glass of Chardonnay was so sad, it seemed like she had contemplated whether or not she wanted to throw away all the hard work and progress she has made this past year. Yeah, and she chugged that thing, man. She Oh, downed it, yeah. Some quotes, you only own like a wife beater and two hoodies. 48 hours ago, you were Newport's own Courtney Love. (laughs) Did a priest just break in here and perform an exorcism? Yes. Kumar Zimmerman. I'm half Indian, half Jewish. I'm a Hindu. (laughs) Anna is MVP. I love that she is back helping out Seth with another summer problem. And a random side note. One time, I was cleaning up after a party I had and someone left behind a brown shot glass. To this day, I have no clue whose it could have been, but I've kept it and referred to it as my OC shot glass. Oh, That's really fun, Mike. I never found anything fun or interesting at parties before. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back to all of our right. wild times. But thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Okay. At Music. Holy shit. Teresa is back with her son and Kirsten saw. On Neil with, here you go, my love. They are so cute. And now Anna is back too. I love her. I think it's cute she's helping Seth try to win Summer. 
How about he stops beating around the bush trying to explain to Summer and just blurt out that he didn't get in? Right. I'm sure that would get her attention. Definitely. I hate that Kirsten and Sandy are fighting about everything. I hope they find their way back. I'm so glad Anna convinced Seth to apply to RISD. I had forgotten who told him to apply. Do you think it was right for Kirsten to tell Sandy about Teresa while he was still at Berkeley, which we talked about? I guess everyone's doesn't, you know, everyone's fired up about that point. Yeah. Yeah. How many doors does Volchuk have? <laughs> it's funny. Many doors. Yeah, I guess where Marissa enters, it looks different from where... Yeah, I, I could agree to that. Yeah. I'm confused. I've noticed three. His place is actually big. I guess so. Uh, did you ever watch The Sound of Music, and do you know the songs? I think it's a beautiful movie. Oh, of course. My mom and I, I always watched it growing up. My mom even watched My mom loved it growing up. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Definitely a classic. classic. I know all the songs, yes. Yeah. I'm surprised at Volchuk's actions. He seemed like he didn't care when Marissa told him why she bailed out. And it makes me wonder if he knew what happened caused him seem surprised that she left him. He got up and left and told her he'd drop off her stuff, yet she had a key to his place that he had rented The Sound of Music because it meant something to her. This is the moment I was talking about where he really does like her. Mm -hmm. When she sees he's asleep... And that he had rented the movie, I was like, aw, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> she then asks, Michelle, can you ask Anthony what he thought of Volchuk renting Sound of Music? I thought that as well, and I, I could assume what Anthony would say. Yeah, so I asked Aunt, and Aunt went on this big, long thing about how Volchuk really does care, and he does have a, a heart. He just probably doesn't know how to go about it in a right way. Mm -hmm. He also then was continued down this spiral of wondering about Volchuk's background and what kind of parents he had, and he thinks he's an only child. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> so that's Ant's hot take on <laughs> on that Thank and you, Volchuk. Aunt. Thank you, Ant. Thank you, Vic. Thanks, Vic. Okay. At N. Shelton 516. I don't even know where to start. Teresa and Anna back in the same episode. First off, after Seth didn't get accepted to Brown, why didn't he try to find a plan B college instead of flying all the way across the country to get in? Isn't that what your application is for? <laughs> if I was in his shoes, I would have been more nervous that I didn't know where I was going and the school year was ending. Right. I would concentrate on that more. And then when I heard someone say Cohen and I knew it wasn't Summer's voice, I thought immediately Anna. I miss Seth and Anna's friendship. I wish we could have gotten more of that. Like Seth said, what did he do without her for the last couple of years? <laughs> but I did not like her hair at all. Was it extensions yeah. or something? Yeah. Uh, Kirsten and Sandy are breaking my heart, especially when she drank. I feel like they have been through enough. Right. I know Kirsten was trying to do the right thing about telling Ryan about Teresa, but I wish she would have waited. Because I'm sad he left Berkeley. Like Marissa said, he looked like he belonged there. I'm glad the little boy isn't Ryan so that Ryan didn't miss out on all those years with his son. And now he can go to college because we know that if it was his son, he wouldn't go to college. And he would help right. Teresa out. Totally. Right. Uh, 
Marissa, I had high hopes for her for going to the Berkeley weekend, but just shook my head when she crawled right back into that bed with Bolchak. Mm. I hear you, Nicole. We all hear you. At be a Mac on Instagram. So happy to see Anna again. She ended up helping Seth one more time with the RISD and was really good to get to know what happened with Zach. I have one yeah, question, true. you know, because we don't really, I like that he, like I said, said, oh yeah, ended up going to Zach Stevens. I chose Summer over it. Right. Um, I have one question. Now that we are in the end of the third season, are you excited for the next or more sad to know what's going to happen in the next one? Do you think they should have finished the show here? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think they should have ended it with season three the way that they do end it. I feel like most people would feel like something was missing. Yes, um, agreed. I'm excited for four. I'm excited for the end of three. Just excited all around because it's been a while since I've watched the show and I want to I know season four is a lot different than what we're used to. So I'm excited to watch that. Same. Yeah, I think if they ended it with three, it would have been a real shitty way to do it. Yeah, everyone would be like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah. But thank you. Thank you, BMX. Thank you. At AAW3115. Hey, ladies, hope you're having a good week. I'm so glad you liked my character analysis idea to keep the Let's Talk OC going a bit longer. I can't wait to hear what you both think. I had more time this week, so bear with my book. <laughs> I really liked this episode, especially the Seth and Ryan pre-credit scene. It's so cute how their relationship has developed. I also loved all the blasts from the past we got, especially Anna. Yeah. She's such a great friend to Seth, but you could see the disappointment in her eyes when Seth said he was still at Summer and at Brown on a summer mission. Right. Anna just gets Seth and it isn't afraid to call him out when he's being so pathetic, but she also helps him along with the way. RISD, what a fabulous idea, Anna. If you were Summer, would you have assumed Seth was cheating on you with Anna? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't look good when he uh, meets her, so I don't know. I, I guess I, I wouldn't assume. I would just be so mad overall because of everything that's happened. So I just I think I would just overall be upset and not, like, harp on one specific aspect of it, which is Anna. I don't yeah. think I would. Yeah. Why do you think they decided to bring her back? Because I feel like they left her character, not abruptly, but, like, she is a very well-loved character, and she was there for Seth, and he does, I guess, still need that confidence, Cohen, and so to bring her back was a good choice. Yeah, and I More and than I think anyone they, else. They probably really enjoyed working with her, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm complaining. She is a really great character, although I'm not a fan of her hair. <laughs> <laughs> My heart breaks for Marissa. My heart really breaks for Marissa every episode. You can tell just how much she is hurting and how lonely she is, even though she has been with Volchuk. 
When she said she found herself doing coke and sleeping with a guy she never had a real conversation with, I just really thought that was a great line and showed her realization that she had to make a change and to try to not get back and try to get back to herself. Hmm. But I think it's pretty clear in this episode that Volchuk has fallen for her. Right. Especially at the end of the episode when she sees the sound of music DVD. Do you think Marissa would have given him a second chance if she hadn't seen the movie at his apartment? No. No, same. I think she would have grabbed her stuff and got out. Yeah. Honestly, if you think back to all the episodes since Johnny died, Marissa has really spent a lot of each episode alone. Even when she goes to Berkeley, she finds herself in the cafeteria alone. Why do you think the writers isolated her so much the second half of the season? What is it supposed to show about her character? And why do you think she's lost faith in herself? That's a great question. I mean, she's been burned. Like I said earlier, I feel like she's the type of person that doesn't think she deserves to be happy. And she's seen everything that's happened with her parents. And then Johnny dies and they lose all their money. It's just she she never was really given a chance, I think, or giving herself a chance after that. Like she tried so like she fought for so long that I feel like she just had to give up. Yeah. And, and just, I she couldn't get back. And I think the spiraling of Trey and the new the shooting right, and the new school and Johnny that all happened very quickly in a short span of time. Right. Relatively speaking. I mean, that's a lot of trauma to go through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I think that as a big factor. And I think maybe they wrote her this way to build up for the end. Right. I really love the Berkeley scenes for both Ryan and Marissa. Ryan just looks so happy there. He just looks like he was made for college. At the end of the episode, when he and Marissa have the conversation about college, coming home, and just their lives, I think it shows how much their stories mirror each other. Yeah, they I have think so both, too. Yeah, they have both gone through so much and have overcome a lot. They both deserve to find their happiness. Definitely. So when we talk about it in the cast now... Is this Ryan's baby or not? Do you think Teresa is still not telling him the truth? If so, why? I have some thoughts, but wanted to see what you both think. Well, Alicia, you've heard by now. You let us know those thoughts. <laughs> and, and you will and please answer our poll. Yeah, please. Lastly, Sandy, you are killing me. Did you girls notice how for the past several episodes he has no time for Kirsten, but all of a sudden has time for a doctor dinner? Right. Do you think Kirsten noticed this too? I do. Definitely. Yeah. What do you girls think this is about what's going on with Sandy that it's affecting Kirsten more? Is it the fact that she thinks he's putting work before his family or is it because she sees him becoming her father? Oh, I guess more the father aspect. Same. And also seeing the way Matt was beat up. Right. And actually telling Sandy that I want you to not be working with these people. And that truly reminded her of her father. And I think that's where. Right. Like Caleb did sketchy shit and he wouldn't look twice about doing that or think twice, I should say, about doing something like that to someone. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much, Alicia. We appreciate it. Thank you. And then last but not least, we have B-Side Poetry. 
Samir forever, but those extensions. <sighs> Why not just get her a good lace front if you wanted her to have long hair? I right. cannot. Right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you to everyone who gave us your comments and asked your questions this week yes, we thank so you. appreciate it music in this episode we had miss john soda two hours traffic whitey ryan adams and jonathan boyle thanks okay so some fashion in this episode what do you got Liz? i enjoyed ryan's dark denim jacket yes i feel like we don't see him wear a denim jacket all that much obviously the leather jacket but i thought this was a, it was a nice look for him I liked Marissa's brown jacket and also her black jacket, two moto-style yes. jackets. I had the uh, Marissa's leather jacket there, too. But I liked um, Seth's gray sweater in yeah. the first scene. I was like, oh, that's, like, nice for him. Not, like, what he usually goes for. I liked Anna's shoes at the party. We got a glimpse of her heels. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> I liked uh, Marissa's metallic silver dress, I guess. She wears a lot of these, like, really long shirts that yeah be dresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I really just liked Anna's style. I always enjoyed her funky and quirky style. But yeah, I, I just very loved her college style, and I love her nails. She had a good yes. nanny. Mm-hmm. Loved the turtleneck blue dress that Julie was wearing at the dinner. She rocks some high neck pieces so well. So well. Oh, she's so stunning. And that's all I have for fashion. Did you notice how poofy Ryan's hair was? <laughs> there was like one or two scenes where I was like, wow, we're going back to like that. Actually, we're not even going back to season two Ryan hair. It's like now it's the long Ryan hair, but it's like bouffant. Like it's really like high, <laughs> like kind of like Sandy's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan i like short clean cut ryan i do too i think it's time for a haircut yeah yeah uh some quotes you only own a wife beater and two hoodies <laughs> ryan i'm touching ivy right now <laughs> i can't be mad at you when you were this pathetic mocking newport with anna stern this is one of my favorite pastimes I love when Marissa's like, Seth is going to Brown and dating Anna. <laughs> right. It's so ridiculous. She's like, wait, what? Uh, when Summer's at the party and she's like, you guys, what is a jihad? Oh, my God. Yeah. The jihad stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I love when Summer says 48 hours ago, Coop, you were Newport's Courtney Love. <laughs> when Seth says he hopes that he's going to bump into the ghost of old man Brown. I like when Julie is talking to Kirsten and she's like, um, I owe you one or something. And she's like, or maybe it's more than one, but who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julie, she also says that the Cooper women have nine lives. They sure do. They sure do. Julie does, especially. My God. Oh, my gosh. I know. Anything else? That's all I have. No, I think that's okay. all I have. I have I am a Hindu, but everyone yeah. loved that quote. So, yeah. All right, so MVP and shittiest. Yep. All right, so you have your MVPs and shittiest? Yes, and I have a blue yep. ribbon. Ooh. Okay, so MVP first. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. <laughs> Anna. Anna. 
little delay there, but it's okay. Love Anna. Oh my she gosh. Was such, it was so great to see her. She brings this completely different energy to the cast. Like, just her spirits are always so lifted, and she's always there for Cohen. Like, confidence, Cohen. You need to just stop being so stupid. <laughs> just <laughs> listen to me, and things will work out. I just, yes. I love her so much. I really, truly wish we got to see more of her. I agree. I know. Yeah. I did have a blue ribbon uh, for Marissa for MVP. I just loved all of her choices. I loved how super positive she was in the beginning of the episode to go to Berkeley and experience all of that. And she's like, look, Summer, I'm done with Volchok. I'm going to move on. I'm going to get my Liesl moment. But (laughs) then she gets into bed with Volchok. So, you know, couldn't really give her the MVP. But I love the growth. No, I really enjoyed her, and I loved how she was so positive to Summer, but also so there for Ryan at the same time. Yes, that too. Like, she was there for Ryan, a good friend. She came home early just to make sure he yeah. was okay. Yeah, and not yeah. even—she never even tries to be like, oh, let me give you a hug or touch your arm or be there mm-hmm. for you in that kind of way. It's, like, strictly right. friendship. Yeah, which is great. I love to see— Two people who did have such a, like, volatile yet not, like, passionate relationship Mm -hmm. go to then actually being friends. Because I don't—I'm not friends with any of my exes. (laughs) Uh, So I can't imagine having to, like, walk the walls of school with them every single day. But they do a really good job. They really do. Yeah. All right. So the shittiest, shittiest, I'm sure people won't agree with me on this, but that's okay. Oh, then I know who you're going to pick, but I did not pick the same, but we will discuss. (laughs) Okay. Ready? Yes. Three, Three, two, two, one. Kirsten. Sandy. I knew you'd pick Kirsten. Okay. So Um, we got the Coens, the Cohen parents. We got the Coens, the Cohen couple. You know, like, I don't disagree. I think Kirsten, she shouldn't have told Ryan about the baby situation. But I pick Sandy ultimately because he truly is losing his way. He's losing his family. Like, they're they're not his priority at this point, even though he maybe he believes getting this hospital going is, like, to provide for them and benefit them. But he's losing his wife in the process, who is a super vulnerable person. Um, as much as she's progressed, she's and seems to be strong, she's not. And... You need to be there for her when she says, like, I I see you transforming into my father. Please hear me when I tell you that. And he just doesn't. He's not doing anything about it. But I totally understand the Kirsten thing. Yeah. I mean, I love the mic drop moment at the end with Kirsten laying it out. But I just I just can't get over ruining Ryan's weekend. Right. I, I just think it was inappropriate. And I I get where she's a mother and she would want family first and and she even says that to Sandy like you know you would be on my side about this because family first and what if he is the father he deserves to know but it's a there's a lot of assumptions there and you should have just let him have his time at college because Ryan's been through enough and he deserves this right totally agree yeah all righty so our patron of the week who's our lucky contender it's Patron of the 
So we, um, as most of you know, have a special going on for the month of May. We have recently gotten a few pledges and I just wanted to shout them out. I call them our newbies because they are new first time to the network. Um, and we just wanted to shout you out. We have Jacqueline, Kiralee and M or maybe Eileen, not sure what you want to be called. Um, but we just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy your stay at Hotel It Takes Three. And <laughs> we are looking forward to getting to know you, why you came, what you know, what shows that you like and enjoy. And we just want to say thank you. Thanks for pledging. And we hope you stick around. Thank you, guys. So awesome. Yay. All right, Liz. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes. So this is episode 23. And if you're down with it, Ant is going to be a guest. Totally. Okay. I could assume why he'd be a guest. Yes. And actually, <laughs> Alicia on Instagram, she recommended it. If I Anthony think it's a could great idea. Guest. And I actually said to Ant the other night, we were going through the episodes. I'm like, I think this episode would be a good one. And he was like, yeah, okay, I think so. Mm. And then he continued on a Voltrock rant, which of I'll spare you. But, okay, so here's your haiku for season three, episode 23, The Party Favor. Mm. Some dream of this night, old flames, new dates, and jealousy. Harbor Senior Prom. Mm. Okay, well, Harbor Senior Prom. I already knew that this was coming towards the end of the season, so... Um, yeah, some, some interesting dates that our students have chosen because as we know, none of our couples are together at this point, so they can't go to prom alone. They have to bring Mm -hmm. someone. So I'm excited for you newbies to see who they bring. Um, what was the first part of it? Some dream of this night. Oh, well. Yeah, some dream. I'm assuming Summer dreams of this night. She's probably always wanted to be the prom queen. Marissa maybe at one point in her life wanted all this, but I think it's just ultimately too much for her. Um, our parents, Kiki and Sandy, are really going to... They need to go to some heavy-duty counseling <laughs> at this point. I would like yeah. to see that. I think that back then, I don't think we utilize the use of showing someone going to therapy a lot on television and that's definitely something lacking because every show that we've ever podcast about these kids need therapy but they never go and our adults need therapy and we never see them go and so marissa tried it i really think she'd benefit from some more of it if she would just give it a chance um but yeah our our parents really need some help here i don't know if it's Sandy, just granted again, guys, truly don't remember <laughs> what happens. Um, but maybe Sandy decides, yeah, look, like this is probably something I should give up. Maybe he will go back to doing just like that public defender, like nonprofit type of work. This is probably just not a good idea for him. And he has, like I said before, very vulnerable wife at home who is extremely scared that 
her life and her kids' lives are going to be like how she grew up. And that's not at all what she wants. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm excited because prom, prom episodes are always exciting. You get to see what everyone wears. and Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Someone going to spike the punch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then just to see all the dates. And the dates, the dates are interesting this time around. So I'm Very excited for that. Very Yeah. Prom photos. It's just a prom good time. Prom photos. Yep. It's a good time. Every time I think of prom photos, I always think of the One Tree Hill one where they're at the Honey Grove prom and like yeah. Nathan's holding Haley's belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good episode. That's a good one. That is a good episode. Yeah. But those are great predictions. Thank I mean, you. as we've talked about prom... Because I love this episode that's coming yeah. up, and I've talked about it after dark, so I hope I didn't ruin too much of it for you. Like, hopefully, you still enjoy it when you watch. No, it. I mean, you just gave me like the gist. Like, there truly is no meat to it. I we just true, know that the true. kids go to prom. Yeah, and you know, if Ant's gonna come on, there has has to be some Volchuk stuff going on. So right, right. Can't we didn't spoil anything? It's just it's okay. just common sense. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, but that's all we have this week for. Episode 22, The College Try. We thank everybody for listening and tuning in and everybody who writes in their questions and comments. If you want to be part of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on all the social media at Let's Talk OC. And you can also send us an email if you prefer that way. Let's Talk OC at gmail.com. If you're an Apple Podcast listener and you listen to our episode that way, Uh, Please consider leaving us a review and rating us five stars. It helps the show out, and we love hearing from you guys through that venue. So until next week, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you then. Yeah. After dark. dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right. After, After dark. dark. <laughs> Let's go with Alicia. Why do you think it took so long to bring both Anna and Teresa back? Yeah, I know. And in the I same mean, episode, too, you know? Yeah, it is the same episode. And we there's so many flat, like throwbacks in this one. I don't maybe do we think the season wasn't going to get picked up again. Uh, and they needed to like, they wanted to showcase like the cast that everyone loves. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It just was random. I think it was maybe, you know, always uh, like the last couple of episodes before the finale are usually pretty good. Yeah. So maybe they're like, yeah, you know, the, the fans deserve some throwbacks. Yeah. But, and she also asked, why do you think they chose Taylor for season four rather than Anna or Teresa. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Which, again, you know, Anna is going to Brown. Why don't we ever see Anna? Right. Because if Anna's going to Brown, or maybe last minute she decided not to go there or something. I I don't remember if they talk about that, which I'm just, why? And I mean, I guess if all the Teresa stuff is done, is that the the last time we see Teresa? Hmm. Hmm. But Taylor, you know, she's in the school and maybe they just loved working with Autumn. Who knew? You know? Right. Yeah. 
Maybe just like uh, other projects got in the way and they couldn't. Yeah, that's make true it work. too. Yeah. Uh, when Marissa was talking about the future and going to Berkeley, my heart, it's just so sad. Just every time she talks about the future, it breaks my heart. Right. Yeah. Same girl. I totally agree. Uh, Vic, the more I watch, the more I see that Volchuk really does like Marissa. It's just besides his crazy lifestyle, I can't forget that he's the reason she dies. Right. <laughs> regret or no regret, he is the one who kills her. So when I think of Marissa's death, I think about Volchuk, and that's why I hate him. It's mm-hmm. true. Right. Even though, like, again, watching this, I'm like, hey, he's not even that bad. He's not he's the really worst. Not. He's not as shitty as I remember him to be. And it took, uh, what, this is now the fourth time of me watching to realize on Ant's level. I mean, I don't love Volchuk. Like, Ant right. has a hard-on for him. No, I'm just kidding. But you know <laughs> what I mean. But I'm like, well, he's not. I mean, Oliver, even though I enjoyed Oliver's character, was just way more conniving. He's oh, yeah. Way he was way more, more crazy. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Very funny. I it's very amusing to myself of this like I'm such a huge OC fan, yet I've painted like it's like I'm watching through rose colored glasses. I'm right? like, no. Nope, yeah. Nope. Yeah. I think uh, that happens a lot though. I think so. It has to. I yeah. wonder what else I've been watching with these glasses for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mike, this episode really makes me question why they didn't keep Anna around for season four. So we just touched upon that because Yeah. We don't know either. She would have fit perfectly, especially if she was at Brownwood Summer. I wonder right. if they had Anna come back in this episode to keep it open in case they wanted to use her for season four. I'd like to think that. Yeah. However, since there is no Anna in season four, we would assume she'd end up going to Brown. If this was a prospective students weekend, does that mean people already accept their offer or is this for students who could have multiple offers to see where they wanted to go. Maybe. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that yeah. one. Going off of last week's After Dark, I always forget how much happens in the first two seasons of the OC. They could have easily stretched out some plots to last three seasons, and it would have still been good. Hmm. I agree that four or five seasons is the best length for a show. Yes. yes, it's sad when your favorite show ends, but there are so many shows that go downhill after four to five seasons. Some even really get really bad after only two seasons. Cough, <laughs> Riverdale, cough. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you for that laugh, Michael. Thank you. I can't think of many shows that I've seen that are still strong after five seasons. Same. The, the only ones that come to mind are Scrubs. Season nine doesn't count. No. <laughs> Friends, and Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. No, those get better. Those even get better to me with time, but... Same, same. But other than those, most shows aren't as stellar as they are in the earlier seasons. Liz touched on this last week, saying writers just run out of new material and repeat things over and over. Right. It's bound to happen. I know. I always, whenever I think of a show that's gone on for too long, I'm like, Friends, to me, I love that series so much there's no filler episode to me that's how I feel too but I'm biased I guess (laughs) yeah I mean and I guess I people who are friends fans always we always have the same thoughts right but there really I mean you could watch an episode in season nine and season 10 you'd be like nope this is still good Mm -hmm. oh that's how I feel 
There was 10 seasons, right? 10, yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree, too. Um, I think that's... Oh, wait, no. Okay, and then we have Tish. I haven't watched season three in order for years, so seeing Marissa planning for her future is making me so sad. I would have loved to see her and Ryan in college. Last mm-hmm. week, you mentioned that you don't think Volchuk was trying to kill Marissa. He wasn't. He just trying to talk to her, and things got out of control. Yeah. So he's he just was you, a little raged. That's all. <laughs> a little raged. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to blame him. He is to blame for her death. But like, whereas I feel like Oliver was literally psychotic. Where I think yeah. he would have killed Marissa. Like, on purpose. Yeah. Wow. Maybe. Just to think, like, this whole time. I'm, like, watching it. And always makes fun of me, too. Because, you know, I'll watch an episode of The O.C. And sometimes I'll gasp. <laughs> and he's like, why are you gasping? Like, you know what's going to happen. Like, why are you act Like, you know. I'm like, he's like, it's like you're watching it for the first time. I'm like, I don't know, Aunt. I don't know why this happens to me. Yeah, right? I don't know why I forget certain things. I I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. The way my it's brain just, works. It's, it's good to watch it now because for so long I disliked Volchuk because he kills Marissa. But as the, the more we watch it and know his character, like, I can't remember why I, like, hated him in the first place. It's hard. I mean, obviously, when we get to the actual episode and I get to really reevaluate my feelings a bit, I just am like, wow, second time around, I truly have such complete opinion, opposite opinions that what I did before. It's good. Yeah. It makes Same. for good content, right, guys? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I mean, totally. It took, you know, I've been a fan since I was 15 years old, 16 years old, and took this long for me to be like, yeah, Marissa Cooper is my favorite character. Right. Weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oliver's more evil than Volchuk. What? Yeah, right? These these weird uh, realizations. So that's why I'm excited for four, because, man, if I'm feeling these feelings now, what the... how what is four gonna be like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. I think I'm just going to enjoy every little bit of it because I yeah. know that it's the end. Yeah. And it's like sentimental, but also like it's completely different. I feel like even though it's super sad because they lost someone in their life, I also think it's really light in a way. No, it is. Yeah. And then we have like the baby and just like good happy things that go on. And so I think I will just truly enjoy and I'll be really sad when it's over. <laughs> I'm trying to think of I mean not to f- don't fix what's not broken but mm-hmm. to spice up season four for our show like what can we do? Okay, is mm. there a segment we can add? Like Pete, our friends who are listening right now in After Dark like what do you think for season four? Is there something yeah. we can implement? I mean we have three episodes left of season right. three and so four is shorter four right? is shorter yeah 16 episodes i believe so what can we do i want to make it you know i love our flow and i'm not going to change anything but what could we add maybe mm-hmm. you know right something to hmm. think about yeah i'll think about it too 
Yeah, and homework for you guys, too. <laughs> Our listeners. All righty. Well, do you have anything else, Liz? Mm, no, I don't think so. I still am in shock that we're approaching the death of Marissa Cooper. Yeah, oh, I know. God. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a really hard time with it, I think. And I'm not looking forward to it. But also, I'm really looking forward to getting to season four, so I'm conflicted there. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't really remember what happens as far as, like, Marissa's character. I know we've discussed that, like, she goes on the up and up, and we think she's going to, you know, get get there and get to college. And obviously, she doesn't. But, I mean, if she's going and crawling into bed with Volchok only two episodes, three episodes away from the finale, it's like, how much, how much has she learned? But... I, I'm a, I'm excited to keep continuing and watching. So, yeah, and really, when she was bitchy and spiraling, to you know, it was really only one episode. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like her spiral was way more pronounced in the first time I watched it. Yeah, this same. time around, and this time around, I didn't even binge it. I watched it week to week, and yeah. I still felt as though. She didn't truly overreact. Like, I remembered her, too. I felt like everything she was doing was valid. I She's a troubled girl. There's things that has happened to her that just you just don't get over. And so first time around, I mean, we probably watched, what, like two to three episodes at a time? So yeah. I remember it being much worse then than now. I, I understand her more now. I yeah. guess that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Very weird. But mm-hmm. guys, look out for the poll. I will put up about Ryan's baby, uh, <laughs> Ryan's baby if it's his or not. And yeah. we'll discuss the results next week. Mm-hmm.